Spirit of a Champion presents Encouraging Moments with Bobby Williams. Welcome to another Encouraging Moment. Hi, I'm Bobby Williams, and I'm so glad you joined me today. Welcome. I want to talk to you today about the story of Job. Repentance, forgiveness, and restoration. This is a great lesson you won't want to miss. I hope you have your Bible with you, but if you don't, don't worry, because I'm going to be reading from the Scriptures today. Not every trial is caused by something you have done wrong. In other words, sin can cause bad things to happen in our lives, but it's not always our fault. Sometimes, because of our strong conviction and walk with Christ, God allows trials in our lives to test our faith in Him. Now, I know a lot of people can't understand how can God test an individual? How would He allow a test? Well, the Bible also says, Consider it all joy, my brethren, when you encounter various trials, for the testing of your faith shall produce endurance, strength. You'll gain strength from this test. But the story of Job is a story of a man who was a righteous man, a holy man unto God, a wealthy man unto God, and yet he had a test in his life. It's really a story of repentance and forgiveness and restoration. And we will see how God allowed a giant test in his life and how God worked with him and through his friends to see Job through. And that's with us today. What kind of test are you going through? I don't know what your test is. It, it may be financial. It may be a relationship. It may be a spiritual test. It may be a test at work. It may be someone that doesn't care for you as much at work. Or it may be some persecution you're going through because you're a Christian, even in your family. It could be that you're not physically well right now. Maybe you're going through some uncertain times in your health. But whatever the test is, we're going to learn that God himself is going to be with you. He's going to help you, and he's going to make a way where there seems to be no way for you. Stay tuned. Just hang on here because we're going to see all about Job. So if you've got your Bible, I'm going to read out of Job in the Bible, and I'm going to start in chapter 1, and we'll just see how much we need to read to, to kind of cover our lesson today. But here, here goes chapter 1, verse 1. In the land of Oz, there lived a man whose name was Job. This man was blameless and upright. He feared God and shunned evil. He had seven sons and three daughters, and he owned 7,000 sheep, 3,000 camels, 500 yoke of oxen, 500 donkeys, and had a large number of servants. He was the greatest man among all the people of the east. His sons used to hold feasts in their homes on their birthdays, and they would invite their three sisters to eat with and drink with them. When a period of feasting had run its course, Job would make arrangements for them to be purified. Early in the morning, he would sacrifice a burnt offering for each of them, thinking, perhaps my child has sinned and cursed God in their hearts. This was Job's regular custom to do this. One day the angels came to present themselves before the Lord, and Satan came with them. The Lord said to Satan, Where have you come from? Satan answered the Lord, From roaming throughout the earth, going back and forth on it. Then the Lord said to Satan, Have you considered my servant Job? There is no one on earth like him. He is blameless and upright, a man who fears God and shuns evil. Does Job fear God for nothing? Satan replied. 
Have you not put a hedge of protection around him and on his house and everything he has? You have blessed the work of his hands so that his flocks and herds are spread throughout the land. But now stretch out your hand and strike everything he has, and he will surely curse you to your face. The Lord said to Satan, Very well, then everything he has is in your power, but on the man himself do not lay a finger. So it was that this righteous man, and I want to talk to you about number one on my lesson today, this righteous man, Job, was a righteous man, a holy man unto God, a wealthy man, a blessed man, and he believed wholeheartedly in, in God, and he worshiped God, and he loved God, and it said that there was no man greater than him in all the people of the East. So why did he deserve a test? Why would he get a test like this? Well, it's always the same thing. It's because we really shouldn't be surprised when a test comes. The job of a Christian is to believe in the one whom God sent, Jesus Christ, and to become more Christ-like every day. You know, when things are going great in my life, uh, I'm close to the Lord, very close, every day. But when I have a crisis, when I have a trial, I'm on my knees, I'm fighting for that. I'm fighting through that trial. I'm talking to God. I'm begging Him. I'm working with Him to solve that test problem in my life. So everyone goes through tests. It's part of life, and it's a good part of life because it makes us stronger. The big thing about a test is don't be surprised that a trial has come upon you. Like I said, every one of your friends, every one of your loved ones, even yourself will go through a test. But some people think that all their tests are caused because they've done something wrong, like They've sinned against God. They've done something wrong. They're not worthy. They're not good. Remember that if you're a Christian and you've given your life to the Lord Jesus Christ, he died on the cross for you, and his shed blood has covered your sin. You're beautiful to God. You are wonderful to God. You're beautiful in his eyes. And a test isn't always so that bad things can happen to you. Remember tests in school. What did a test in school do for you? You studied. Maybe it was history. Maybe it was mathematics. Maybe it was English. But you studied really hard, and that's what you do in your life. You're studying all the time. You're walking through life with Christ, and then a test comes. But the test proved your faith. It proved your knowledge, and it made you stronger, and you learned something. And all these tests are so that we will become more like our Lord and Savior. So don't be surprised. And 1 Peter 4.12 says, Dear friends, do not be surprised at the fiery ordeal that has come upon you to test you, as though something strange were happening to you. But rejoice in as much as you participate in the sufferings of Christ, so that you may be overjoyed when His glory is revealed. So don't be surprised when a test comes because Job was a righteous man, and guess what? He had a big test in his life. Number three, again, I just want to tell you again, not every trial is your fault. Jesus, his disciples were in that mode of thinking that every bad thing that happened around them was because someone had done something wrong. And in John chapter 9, verse 3, the disciples asked Jesus, because he had just healed a man of blindness, and this man had blindness from a child. And this is what Jesus answered them. They said, Lord, who in his family 
Was it this man, this child, that sinned against you to cause his blindness? Or was it his parents that sinned and caused his blindness? And Jesus said to them, these are Jesus' words in John 9, 3, it says, Neither this man nor his parents sinned, said Jesus. But this has happened so that the works of God might be displayed in him. It shows the glory of God when you get through the trial, when you get through this big problem giant in your life, and you get through it with flying colors because of the Lord in your life, because of your faith. Other people see it and they marvel and they see the glory of God in your life. That's why sometimes you go through a trial. But every trial is for the glory of God. And every trial, in my opinion, is so that we would become more like Christ. And I'll tell you another thing. In all he had lost, Job did not sin against God. That was the unbelievable thing about Job. If you look in John 1 and you go to verse 21 and 22, and I'll go to them right now, and I'll just tell you what it says here. Uh, 1, 21 and 22, he didn't do anything wrong. And this, Job got up when he found out that so many things were happening to him, and he was so upset over all those things, you know, that were happening to him. He just tore his clothes and he said, God, I've come into the world naked from my mother's womb, and naked I will depart. See, the devil had come back to God and said, so Job hasn't sinned against you, but let me come against his family, and he will sin against you. So God allowed that his family was taken away from him. In fact, Job's family, his sons and daughter, were killed by a big wind that tore their house down and killed them. And I know that's awful, but you have to realize this was for God's glory because he was a great man of God, and it was a great test. But Job stood up to that test, but he still did not curse God, and he did not sin against God. Now, Job's friend, as soon as they heard about this, and they ran to him, and they wanted to help him by giving him advice, but they gave him the wrong advice. And they kind of blamed sin in his life for God allowing this test. Now, I know you've got some great friends, and I do too, but sometimes they may not be as strong in the Lord as you think, and they're looking at from a world perspective. The world says, okay, you do this wrong, and then this is going to happen. But remember, Job didn't do anything wrong. He didn't deserve this, and so many people in my life don't deserve so many of the things that they really go through. But God is faithful through that test to see them through. As we are faithful, he is faithful. And so Job's friends were attentive, they were caring, and they were weeping over his situation. If you look in Job 2, 11 and 13, it says about his friends, it says, when Job's three friends heard about all this, all the troubles that Job had, had come upon him, they set out from their homes and met together by agreement to go and sympathize with him and to comfort him. When they saw him from a distance, they could hardly recognize him. They began to weep aloud, and they tore their robes and sprinkled dust on their heads. Then they sat on the ground with him for seven days and seven nights. No one said a word because they saw how great his suffering was. That was wonderful. I think it's so wonderful to have friends, but these friends even though they were weeping and they were sad. You know, bad news travels quickly. And, you know, sometimes in the background people are saying, you know, if they wouldn't have done that, this wouldn't 
this wouldn't have happened to them. But remember when I told you that not every test is because you've done something wrong. Sometimes the test is from the master so that you can go to the next level, so you can have a breakthrough, so you can be stronger, so you can go from fear into faith, so you can go from weakness into strength, so you can go from a person of non-trust in God to trust. You know, there's a difference in faith. Faith is, you know, I trust God no matter what. Uh, but some people have faith that they're going to heaven, faith in the virgin birth and all these things, but then they don't trust God for the situation they find themselves in. So getting back to Job's friends, you know, they really gave him some bad advice, and God gets angry with them. And if you've got a, just a minute, because, you know, we're in Job, I want to take you to, to chapter 42, because this is a very long story, and today we just don't have the time, but this is a great ending, so hang in here with me. Job goes through all this trouble. He loses his sons and daughters. The devil is allowed to put a sickness on his skin, boils, and, and just do, he doesn't even look like himself. And his wife, Job's wife, says, you should just curse God. And he said, wife, you're not saying the right thing. Don't, don't even say that. We're staying faithful. And so he had gone through this suffering, his friends and everything. But in chapter 42, Job talks to God. And God talks to Job, and he says, after the Lord had said these things to Job, he said to these two friends, I am angry with you and your two friends, because you have not spoken the truth about me as my servant Job had. Job had been faithful all the way through. Did he have a pity party a couple times for himself? Yes, he did, like we all do. I know over my lifetime, I've had some pity parties, and I've had to get right with God, and that's only natural for a short time period. But Job never cursed God. He never came back at God and uh, did the wrong thing. He was faithful. But the two friends weren't. And look, listen to what God said. I'm angry with you and your two friends because you have not spoken the truth about me as my servant Job has. So now take seven bulls and seven rams and go to the servant Job and sacrifice a burnt offering for yourselves. My servant Job will pray for you, and I will accept his prayer and not deal with you according to your folly. Now, that is such an important part of this story. Do you know his friends had to repent to God and to Job for what they had done against God and against Job and the terrible things they said about their dear friend, even though they sympathized, even though they ran to him, and the bad things they said about God. And it's so poignant that even in our test, we should be praying for others. God asked Job to pray for his friends and forgives his friends through Job's prayer, not theirs, through Job's prayer, the man of God. Then God does as well, you see. When you walk in righteousness of God, he handles every part of your life. And after Job had prayed for his friends, this is verse 10 of chapter 42, the Lord restored his fortunes and gave him twice as much as he had before. All his brothers and sisters and everyone who had known him before came and ate with him in his house. They comforted him and consoled him over all the troubles the Lord had brought on him. And each one gave him a piece of silver and a gold ring. The Lord blessed the latter part of Job's life more than the former part. 
And that's what I'm trying to say to you today is you may be in a test. You can check yourself to know if you did something wrong to bring this on. But remember that not every test is because you've done something wrong. Go before the mighty God. Be sure. 1 John 1, 9 says, If we'll confess our sins to him, he's faithful and just to forgive us of our sins. So get that out of the way and just say, God, I hope I haven't done anything wrong, but if I have, I just repent of this and help me, Lord, during this test. God will be with you all the way. And I'll tell you another thing. Through this test, something wonderful will happen. You will become stronger. You will not become weaker. I want you to really think about this. God's a loving God. He loves you. He's not going to put more on you than you can do. He's going to be with you. So the Lord loves you. And even through this test, God restored Job twice as much in his older age than before. This is where I really want to speak to someone who has had a financial difficulty. You've lost your job. You may have lost your fortune. But God, if you'll be faithful to God and obey his commandments and love him with all your heart, he will bring everything back and probably even double in your lifetime. He can do it. He will make a way for you. And someone out there today is hurting over a sickness over a loved one. Trust God in this time period. Trust him. You can trust God. Go to him with that. Lay your burdens at his feet and trust him with whatever he answers and however he answers because it's going to be his perfect will and it's going to give you peace in your heart. I always tell people this that are sick. If your message isn't over, if your time isn't up, he will heal you time and time and time again. So have faith in God. And then somebody over there, somebody out there is hurting in a relationship and you long for that relationship to be mended. It might be an uncle, an aunt, a mom and dad, a son, a daughter, a brother, a sister. Just pray over it. Just ask God to bless it. And as you're faithful, and as you're a peacemaker in that situation, as you're loving and kind through the power of the Holy Spirit, through the power of God's love, He will answer your prayer. I hope you enjoyed our lesson today. I love you in the Lord, and I can't wait until we meet again. Until next time, be encouraged. Thank you for listening to Encouraging Moments with Bobby Williams. For more Encouraging Moments, go to spiritofachampion.com or join us on Facebook at Encouraging Moments with Bobby Williams.